And Scott Marsh, welcome back. Nice to have you. Frank, good to be here. Hopefully Jason's out on the course somewhere. I know he's on vacation. You know, I just had lunch over at Hagen Oaks, and we sat out on the patio, and my gosh, it's the... It's pretty tough to go back to work after uh, after being out in today's weather. Is it December first or October first? It's it's remarkable, Scott. And uh, as I as I've said before, we're we're going to pay for this if we don't get some rain pretty soon. But, but we better uh, enjoy it while we can. At no the same question. Time. Yeah. What what a what a beautiful time. You know. And that when they say next on the tee, does that mean us? Are they talking I wish. about us? Yeah. I certainly wish so. Uh, another good show we have planned today. Um, we will be talking with uh, Ken Morton Jr. The um, Director of Retail at the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop because a lot of people have uh, questions about what kind of gifts yep. this time of year. And um, Kenny's the man. He uh, we're going to talk about expensive gifts, uh, you know, stocking stuffers. Um, Hard to find for men, gifts for women that they have absolutely that you can only find there. Yep. Uh, and and obviously this past week we lost a, a golf icon in uh, in Lee Elder. And, uh, you know, he made an incredible impact, not only on the world of golf, but, but you know, on the world I- itself. And uh, so we're going to talk to a couple of folks that have had a chance to interview him over the years. Vince Mastracco, who uh, started the uh, Golf Talk Radio business here at KHCK years ago, uh, will be with us, along with uh, Jim Fitzpatrick, who's the um, local artist and, and a bit of a golf historian himself. Yeah, th- that'll be great. And obviously it's... Uh so sad to see Lee Elder pass away, and it was just so great that he was able to be out there at the Masters and on the first tee on Thursday morning. And even though he couldn't hit a ball, it was great for him to be there with Gary Player and Jack Nicholas. And it was emotional. It was long overdue, and uh, it was a very special moment. No question. And and uh, you know, in in raising his club as he did, he he you know was thinking to himself, you know, the the world has certainly turned and. Uh, you know, to to be back um, at a uh, at a at a you know an event that was uh, whites only for so many years, it was it was pretty remarkable for him. It was, and obviously the impact he had on Tiger Woods and and Tiger come out coming out and speaking about it, and of course Tiger in the news as well. He's come out and spoken, and we've seen him for the first time really since his accident back in February. First of all, it's just great to see him walking, even if it's not at a hundred percent. Uh, but the comments about him not uh, being on the PGA Tour, even though people realized he probably would never be back to where he was before, for him to come out and, and say that certainly left a, an impact there, too. Yeah, you know, you, with with the career he's had and the things that have happened to him, you, you probably kind of take a renewed focus as to, as to what's really important. No doubt. And he recognizes uh, his family, and he recognizes his place in history, I'm sure, and uh, – my guess is we'll continue to try and get that, uh, you know, that 83rd win so that uh, that breaks the tie with Sam Snead. But uh, you know, he's he's probably left the, the the notion of catching Jack with the majors behind. Yeah, you know, but Tiger Woods is still the one person on the planet that I'm not ever going to fully count out. No, you can't. You know, I mean, everybody counted him out before he won that the Masters. You know, a couple of years back, uh, it was like, you know, he's he's done. Uh, anybody with that kind of skill. You know, what's the term in football? Any weekend, anyone can? Any or? given Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously a big week there, but we certainly have some great local guests who are coming on, some dignitaries. No question. You know, uh, we are we are about to hear from the uh, mayor of Sacramento, Dale Steinberg. You know, um, he has certainly one of the most accomplished public servants um, serving Sacramento community for more than 20 years. And uh, I guess he bought his first home in Tahoe Park uh years ago 
but he was certainly with the state assembly. People know that, the Senate. And um, he was the first Sacramento to serve as president of the Senate in over 125 years, and, and he's currently the mayor of Sacramento. Uh, of course, today we're going to talk to him about golf <laughs> because the mayor is a bit of a golfer. He enjoys his golf, but uh, tomorrow um, he will be uh, leading the team for the uh, city against a team of uh, – of, uh, I was going to say whether it's a grudge match or not. The, the mayor will tell us that, but uh, against a team from the county. Okay. And, and basically what they're doing is, is raising funds. You know, they're raising funds for um, – for a, a project that uh, is at Hiram Johnson High School. It's a uh, life and golf skills facility. It's a, it's a very unique, you know, they come in and kind of drop a whole platform, a golf platform uh, in the high school. And uh, this has been a lot of years in, in, the, in the works. And um, uh, Mr. Rob Fong, who is a, a former Sacramento City Councilman uh, and an avid golfer and a member of the Sacramento Golf Hall of Fame, I might uh, also add, he has been uh, spearheading this uh, along with the Morton Golf Foundation. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the project, and we're going to talk about um, the uh, the match as well. That's going to be great. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Rob Fong. We hope to hear from the mayor as well. It's the Golf to Go Hour right here, Sports 1140 KHTK. This is Sports 1140 KHTK. We are back with uh, the Golf to Go Radio Hour. Scott Marsh and Frank LaRosa here. And uh, also on the phone with us is Mr. Rob Fong, former city councilman and uh, a member of the Sacramento Golf Hall of Fame. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hey, Frank. How are you? Hey, Scott. Rob, good to talk to you. So you uh, uh, and uh, the mayor are going to talk to us about um, about the fact that there's this uh, grudge match going on tomorrow over at William Land Park. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the notion that um, that the city and county are going out to play golf together uh, is a whole lot more than uh, anybody taking a day off. It's it's to do some some good work for for uh, the youth of uh, of Sacramento and uh, Hiram Johnson High School in particular. Rob, tell us about the project. Sure. Um, but the working, Frank, as you know, with Morton Golf Foundation and Tom Morton in specific on this project for a long time. And it's really close to coming together and uh we uh, aspire to create a golf facility and a learning facility for all of the uh, the kids in the Hiram Johnson area. And it's going to be an after-school facility that's open year-round uh, with a classroom component as well. And, you know, we want to use the game of golf to, um, you know, really expose these kids to the things they might not otherwise be exposed to if they're not near a golf course. It's an amazing facility. I was uh, mentioning to Scott that they just kind of come in and drop it down and and uh, pretty much up and playing not long after. Yeah, that. it's gonna it's it's all built offsite. It's gonna be a big putting green, a sand area, um, some hitting stalls, and um, yeah, and it, it's 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 really amazing. All we have to do is kind of prepare the uh, the ground to to put it down. And obviously, there's costs involved with something like this. And um, I think it was you that maybe came up with the idea of uh, pitting the city and county uh, against each other as a way of raising funds, you know, to uh, to find some funds to, to help get this project going. Yeah, so it's great. It's, it's basically kind of a takeoff on the Ryder Cup. And, uh, you know, it's the city versus the county. And the county gets to draw from, like, I, uh, like Europe, all of the elected officials past, uh, present and uh, you know, throughout the county, whereas the city, it's just the city council members uh, past and present. And, uh, yeah, it's all for a great cause. And uh, we had a practice round today, and tomorrow is the third annual Capital Cup out at William Land Golf Course. 
the nine hole uh, two person scramble. And uh, on with us on the phone now is uh, Mayor Daryl Steinberg, who is part of that team. Mr. Steinberg, you certainly uh, enjoy the fact that uh, that Land Park is is your home course. In effect, does that give you any uh, you know any step up tomorrow? Well, uh, first of all, uh, hello to all of you. Hello to Rob, and thank you, uh, Rob, for uh, being the the spearhead behind this great tradition. And uh, the fact that it's being played at my home course, Land Park, um, would give me an advantage if I were a good golfer. However, <laughs> um, however, uh, I, I'm not. And so uh, to go on out for a great cause and to have a little competition between the city and county um, is going to be a, a great day tomorrow. And I really, really look forward to it, especially the cause, um, which, again, Rob and uh, the trades of have led uh, on and, um, you know, we, we, we want to provide as much opportunity to our young people as possible in this community, and this gives us a chance to do so. What do you anticipate, uh, Mr. Mayor, this facility doing for not only Hiram Johnson High School, but uh, the youth of the, of the area? Well, we need to be providing pathways for young people um, and, and a greater scale. Um, and, you know, every young person should have the opportunity and ability to go to college. We also need to create multiple pathways for young people. You know, going into uh, the trades um, is really a great way to uh, build a career and uh, and to be able to provide young people opportunity for uh, a, a lifelong vocation. And so I think this is the kind of uh, idea at Hiram Johnson High School that has a great tradition and a lot of need uh, to be able to help provide those kind of pathways to young people. Um, you know, pub- I've said for a long time that um, it, it, school needs to be better integrated with uh, career uh, because, you know, it's not too young for a 16, 17, 18-year-old to begin thinking about and preparing for what they might want to do in life and competitive world out there. It's never too early. You, you mentioned um, Rob and, and what a driving force he has been in all of this. But when you consider the fact that you've got the Sacramento city schools involved and um, you know, a, a, the Morton golf foundation and the city and the County, there's, there's a whole lot more going on than, than just a, fo- a few folks playing some golf tomorrow. You know, that's exactly um, Frank, we've right. Got a great, I'm sorry, we've got a great partnership with the school district out at Hiram Johnson. Um, we've got, um, you know, Kevin McCarty's uh, helping us at the state level, uh, the mayor and the county. And, and so it's really, and, and the Morton Golf Foundation. So really just using the game of golf to teach the game of life is, is going to be, it's just going to be a tremendous opportunity as an after school um, facility year round for, for all the kids in that neighborhood. So we're really excited and, and we really think that um, th- we actually have, uh, think that this thing will get built uh, in 2022. So we're, we're looking forward to having you guys out at the ribbon cutting. That's fabulous. So as you mentioned, uh, this is the third year now, you know, the, the real winners certainly are, are the youth that are about to about to, you know, use this facility next year. But uh, in terms of the match, have we been keeping any records? Mayor, I'll let you address that because there is a <laughs> Capital Cup trophy, and this is our third year. I think it's in my office uh, <laughs> last time I checked, or at least somewhere in City Hall. 
And uh, yeah, we did win the last one. And, uh, you know, we don't brag about it except no, every other day. <laughs> the city is 2-0. and And I would tell you that Supervisor Kennedy, who has been part of this project uh, from day one, uh, when he was a school board member, um, wanted to be with us today. But he is taking this year's match more seriously. And I know that at this time he is giving a um, motivational speech to his team. <laughs> no question. He's rallying okay. the troops right now. For sure, as we uh, this, I, go ahead, Mayor. I'm sorry. I, well, I was out there with Rob practicing uh, on Sunday. Um, I don't like to brag, but I did shoot a 44. Um, right. You know, which I'm, which I'm pretty proud of. And you beat, and, beat you know, Rob. Just, and, and beat Rob. And you know, just hoping that uh, this this kind of success can be replicated when it really counts tomorrow. No question. You're listening to the Golf to Go Hour right here. Frank LaRosa, Scott Marsh, and uh, Mr. Mayor, I can attest that you and Rob have been putting a lot of time and effort into it over the years because I I play out at uh, Land Park on weekends, and several times I've been behind your group on a Saturday morning. So I know you guys are practicing 24-7, 365. And let me just Uh, apologize to you, Scott, for whatever was (laughs) happening in front of you. I'm sorry. I did call the marshal out for slow play, but it didn't seem to help a lot. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, you know what? Daryl and I have known Park- each other since law school, and I like to tell him there is no I in Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, always a great sense of humor, which is what uh, makes life and golf a lot more fun. But you know what? Land Park, is there a greater treasure in this community, uh, that golf course? I mean, and it's not an easy and it's not an easy course, by the way. No. Hole three, hole four, hole eight. Um, but um, it's always just a great time. And uh, we're going to have a great time tomorrow again for a great cause. William Land uh, Golf Course is, is indeed a Sacramento treasure. And as you say, you know, people expect, well, I'm just going to go out there and you know, get right through this course. It's not very long. And, and there are lots of, lots of things that'll come up and bite you. It's, it's a, it's a, it really is literally a walk in the park and it's a, it's a beautiful day at land park. Yeah. And what other golf, you know, picnickers as a hazard. (laughs) That's true. And hopefully there will be some mayoral give me's tomorrow on the, you know, (laughs) within 20 feet. That's right. That's right. It won't happen. Mayor, what what is it about the game that appeals to you? You know, I'm a tennis player, actually, uh, but I love golf as well. I really love the camaraderie. I do. I love mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to be with my buddies on a, including Rob on a Sunday um, or a Saturday, and you know, have a great time, razz each other, and um, and. It's a it really is a walk in the park, and I like the game because um, the game is challenging, obviously, and you know to get a little better over time um, and to work on on some stuff. It, it, it feels good to get a little bit better, but I, I really like I like the friendship, I like the camaraderie, I like hanging out in a beautiful setting and, and playing a game. Certainly, the band. Yeah. The so pandemic has been got great hands around the green. He's, he's, he's really getting better. I, I think Rob's trying to make up for that um, other remark, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that crack. Yes. The, the pandemic has been great for the game of golf, certainly, but um, 
you know, how do, how do you see uh, golf in Sacramento, you know, say in the next five years, Mayor, and uh, the health of the health of the game and, and our, our city-owned golf courses? Well, the, the, the game is only going to grow. And our city and our community loves the game of golf. And I'm especially proud of the work that Rob and Morton and others have done around making this uh, a sport for young people, too. Um, and and basically matching the life skills uh, with what it takes to play the game of golf. I mean, think about it. It's about hard work. It's about keeping an even temperament, keeping your cool. It's about, um, you know, it's even about working with others when you're with uh, a group out on the golf course. Um, And so it teaches a lot of the life skills. And I think the future of the game is is endless. Um, And it's an outdoor sport, which... You know, being outdoors in, in this city and in this community is a great thing because the weather is usually very nice. Yep, and also honesty, integrity, and all those other things, too. I don't know about the mayoral yeah. gimmies, but, you know, certainly it teaches. Well, yeah, that, that might be violative of the principles I just described. <laughs> um, and so I'll have to retract that prior statements yes but you know you're exactly right it is about integrity and honesty and it's about play it's about playing the game right um and that's what um that's what our city and morton golf and others have been teaching for a long time They've done such an amazing job, and and just I, I just am always so impressed every time I play on a city course, just how well kept it is, and what Morton Golf has done in terms of just making it so beautiful and and, and so well done. I mean, the greens are amazing on all these courses. Yeah, Rob, they are. I mean, we've got a wonderful team. Go ahead, Rob. Oh no, I just would take your guys' word for it. I often don't get to play on the greens because <laughs> the people I'm playing with, Scott, tell me to pick up and hurry up. <laughs> Rob, uh, he is too modest. Too modest. Oh, he is. He indeed. You know, he's a giver. He's a giver. There's no question. <laughs> Rob, how can uh, how can our listeners help with this project? You know what? Um, if people wanted to make contributions towards the project, because we're going to be, um, you know funding teachers um, every year too, not just building the facility, Um, you know, we can, um, you know, have them contact the Morton Golf Foundation. I think that's, uh, you know, Morton Golf Foundation has made a huge commitment financially uh, to this project and is really the driving force behind it. So that's, that's where I would say, um, you know, we could, um, if you wanted to, to help, that's the place to contact. I like it. Um, So mayor, uh, any predictions for tomorrow's match? Well, I predict a sunny day. I expect a lot of laughs, and I predict a city win. A three-peat. Three-peat. A three-peat, something something the 49ers never did, by the way. But (laughs) That's true. But we can. The city can. Should we expect Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson to come in to do commentary tomorrow? Well, we, we certainly have accommodated the ESPN trucks um, <laughs> and, you know, a potential international presence. But, you know, either way, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be ready for anything. <laughs> I, think- I will tell you, I guarantee it'll be more entertaining than watching Bryson versus Brooks. Yes. Uh, oh, good. Absolutely. I can't wait to, to hear the results tomorrow. I think this conversation is, you know, uh, certainly kind of brings a point. 
uh, home that uh, that golf is a is a game to be enjoyed. It's to be enjoyed with your friends, and uh, it has some room for smack talk, obviously. But uh, but ultimately, at its core, it's it's a game that that you know not only is good for the players, but in many cases, good for the community as this project is. Mayor, Mr. Fong, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Hey, thank thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. Yep, thanks, guys. We might have to go back or go out there and take a look at this thing. I want to go out and watch this now. (laughs) This should be... On TV, this should be pay-per-view or something. I wasn't aware of the fact that, uh, you know, that the city had won two in a row. But, you know, yeah. at least it ought to be on Access Sacramento, right? we got to have it somewhere. And, and I'm not kidding. When I go out to William Lamb Park and I'm playing on the weekends, I usually see Daryl and Rob out there in a group. All right. We know they're working hard. They are. Yep. Well, we know who else is working hard, and that's Ken Morton Jr. because it's the Christmas time of year, and uh, the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop is stocked with Christmas ideas. I'm looking forward to talking to him next, Frank. Uh, you know, the um, when when you when you think about that Super Shop, fifteen thousand square feet, and, and uh, I always say that uh, if they don't have it, it's because it hasn't been invented yet. But uh, uh, at this time of year, finding the right gift for your golfers especially for people that don't play the game themselves, can be confusing. So, um, you know, we'll try to take some of the drama out of that. Yeah, Ken will give us a lot of great ideas. That's coming up next here. Our thanks again to the Mayor, Daryl Steinberg, Rob Fong, for joining us. Ken Morton Jr. next. Golf to go hour right here. Sports 1140 KHDK. This is Sports 1140 KHDK. Working on a night move. Trying to make some front page driving news. You know, I uh, was checking my email on the break there, Scott, and I, <laughs> I got an e- email from Rob, and he had he had mentioned that uh, the mayor and uh, Rob went to law school together, and um, he said, if you want to know about our sports history together, the mayor will tell you that I cut him from our softball team. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good to break up, although you might have found yourself getting a few more parking tickets downtown. If yeah, you, that's if a good thing. That possibly, I, probably, yeah, so. good, good thing we didn't get to that. <laughs> yeah. As, as I mentioned earlier, Christmas gifts, uh, holiday gifts for everyone, especially your golfer, can uh, sometimes be a little uh, confusing. But uh, we know a man that's going to take the confusion out of that. You know, he may be confused, but that's all right. You know, somehow we'll figure it out. Ken Morton Jr. from the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop. Are you with us, Kenny? I am. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. You know, this uh, this time of year, you know, I've I've actually done a a piece in my. Um, my daily golf to go reports about Christmas gifts and, and, uh, you know, kind of fall back on the fact that you can, you can always end up with a, with a gift certificate. And that those are, those are fine. People, you know, will go buy what they want, but, uh, golfers, sir, appreciate new things and they appreciate, um, uh, you know, something they have never found before. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's to be found, it, it's probably in the, in the super shop. Um, let's, let's start with, um, well, let's start with gifts for women first, you know, because, um, you know, all of these guys that are taking the weekends off probably need to make sure that their that their significant others have their golf gifts as well. Well, yeah, that's is uh, uh, it, it, it for for women. It's, you know, it usually starts with uh, fashion, because if you look good, you play good out there. Right. So um, we have uh, all kinds of great uh fashion items in the shop that are available, including um, Lululemon, which is a new brand for us, which you wouldn't normally think would be connected with golf, but 
uh, all of their uh, stretch bottoms have been really, really popular, um, and uh, they do have some um, more uh, kind of non-leggings uh, types bottoms that are more golf appropriate available. Um, we have a beautiful Garmin uh, light gold watch that has a GPS uh, uh, face to it. It looks very much like a traditional electronic watch, but inside has all the GPS golf functions that you might have. Um, and then the big kind of phase right now in golf is kind of being healthy. And uh, we have uh, things like Theraguns, which is a uh, uh, muscle treatment that provides a uh, vibration into the deep muscles in, in a variety of different sizes. And those have been very, very popular with the women as well. And uh, obviously lots of training aids and, and, uh, and golf clubs and putters like the Odyssey White Hot OG that uh, have been um, tremendously popular with the ladies as well. And many of those gifts certainly um, work for men as well. Let's, let's talk about the most popular gifts for men. Yeah, so um, in there, you know, golf balls is kind of uh, first and foremost. Everyone needs more ammunition, and, and on that front, the, the best seller in golf still is Titleist, but uh, we have some uh, other great opportunities with more uh, price point type things and, you know, sleeves as low as five and six bucks with brands like Backspin and, and some of those as well. Um, on the apparel side, uh, again, um, if you look like you're going to play great golf, you're going to go uh, have more confidence out there on the links. So um, Travis Matthew is by far and away our number one selling men's brand in there. And they have a new piece that's been wildly popular called the Cloud Hoodie. Um, it's kind of a kind of think half sweater, half sweatshirt, but uh, has a hood on it. And for some reason this year in golf, uh, hoods are are all the rage. Um, probably the most buzzy product that we have in the store right now is a new brand for us called G4. And uh, they're um, big, oversized, lettered hats that think, say things like hack and no one cares what you shot and really awesome sayings like that that are really kind of drawing on some of the hip-hop designs and, and kind of making their way into golf as well. And then uh, GPS uh, units on theirs also. So we have a new vendor called Blue Sky, which is a great price point range finder under $200. Um, and then uh, on the watches, the Garmin Approach is our, our best seller on that front. And they have a number of different ones all the way from about $250 all the way up to $500 that have, you know, $500 one has full color pictures of the hole and where you can actually scan out and tell exactly where you're at and the yardage from anywhere on the hole that you want. The item I think is most fun being a big, big music guy is the new Bushnell wingman. And it's actually a speaker that you actually attach to the pole of your power cart and it runs through the Bluetooth on your phone and you can actually play music when you're going down the fairways. And it gives you yardages as well. It does, exactly. Yeah. So it, it acts as a GPS unit as well. You know, um, you, you mentioned the golf watches. I, I was uh, always been a, um, a laser guy. You know, I, I will shoot the laser at, at the flag or whatever I'm looking at to, to get yardages. And, and certainly there's, um, there's some that like that. There's some that like the GPS units. But so I never really wanted a watch. Uh, but until I got one, it, it's remarkable to have that right there on your wrist. Um, you know, you're standing over your ball in the middle of the fairway and you just push a little button on your watch and you know exactly, you know, what your front, middle and back, um, 
yardages are going to be. It's that's and they keep score. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of stuff in them that you know if if you want to go the the full range. Yeah, and with the with I I like the range finders, which are the point and click ones, also. But there are points out on the golf course in which, when you have a blind shot, or if there's a tree in your way, or a trap, or a lake, or something like that, where you don't have vision on the green or the uh, pin, you can't get your yardage. And that's the beauty about the watches is literally sure. anywhere on the golf course you can be, whether it's in sight or not, you know how far away you are. Ken, you've mentioned a lot of great gift items. I'm going to add one, and that would be your line of shirts that you have out there at the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop as well. You showed me uh, some of the, the, the great work you've done, and I know I'm, I'm happy. I, I bought one, one of those shirts. They're specific. I bought one that you did on Kiowa Island that I love to wear, and maybe you could just tell us about that project that, that, that you were involved with and how that came to be. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so we're part of a larger conglomerate of independently owned golf shops across the United States called the National Golf Buyers Association. And they were kind enough to impart me on on this project of developing a apparel line. So we're working with a company out of the Bay Area that actually does all of the uh, design and the manufacturing for Augusta National at the Masters and, um, and have uh, an ability to literally make any shot, uh, any design shirt that we want. And so um, we have uh, uh, made a line of, of shirts under the Backspin brand name. Um, it's got four-way stretch. It's got UV protection. It's got uh, some really fun designs. The solids have a cool plaid in the, in the back of the neck in the, in the placket, and then uh, it has some stripes. And then all of the prints are really fun uh, conversational prints that uh, we've got some that um, draw on some inspiration from major championships like the one that you have, Scott, um, and other ones that are uh, fairly whimsical. We're, we're working on some for next spring that are flying pigs and uh, <laughs> little. Uh, we've got one that is a um, dumpster fire with a golf bag in it that has a little dancing all over the golf course too. So depending on whether you have high hopes or dire straights out on the golf course, you can determine which shirt you want to wear. Or, or whatever gift you get, whether you get the dumpster exactly. fire or not. <laughs> yeah, you get that from your playing partner. You know what they think of your golf game, right? That's funny. Yeah, the beauty about them is that they're all 40 bucks, so that's actually a really reasonable shirt, and uh, we put the quality up against anything else in the marketplace. As long as we're talking about it, uh, the the backspin has has a whole line of of items uh, beyond shirts. It does, yeah. We have uh, we've again uh, uh, we have golf bags, travel bags, our own GPS units, um, golf balls, umbrellas, uh, you name it. Uh, we have a line of golf clubs that's coming out in the spring. And um, again, what the beauty about this is we're going direct to the manufacturer and and uh, there's not a markup there in the middle. So um, most of these will be usually 40 to as much as 70% off what you would normally find from other manufacturers. So like with the golf balls, uh, they're two for 30 bucks and, and uh, it's a great two-piece distance golf ball. So it's a, a great opportunity to, to find a kind of value if you're looking for something for someone for gifts. You mentioned golf balls. One of the things that always attracts my eye is the, is the novelty golf balls, and you've got lots of those as well. We have. In fact, one of the, the biggest novelty right now is the two-tone balls. Um, Strixon came out with some of those earlier this year. And if you remember, you know, 
we'll we'll date Frank a little bit here with <laughs> knowing back to the ping golf balls. Uh, they were kind of all the rage in the late seventies and eighties. Um, it was a two-tone golf ball, and uh, we hadn't seen any in the marketplace for gosh, probably fifteen to twenty years. Uh, Strixon just came out with the new Q Star Divide, and they're in three different color combinations. Half of the ball would be orange, the other half would be yellow. And um, they've been wildly popular this Christmas. Uh, we, uh, with, I mean, two people are coming in and buying two and three dozen at a time. And uh, it's a great, and the reason is, I think, is it's a great putting tool because you actually line it up and are able to uh, make sure that you're rolling the ball straight and hitting it solid so that the, the colors don't wobble back and forth as you're, as you're playing. Yeah, when your colors start wobbling, you need to get off the golf course. Um, let's talk about, uh, stuffing, stocking stuffers and, and, and maybe the most expensive gift you have in the store. Well, maybe we'll, we'll start with, uh, with the high end one. Um, I know, uh, uh, I know on Frank's list, he's hoping for the tag Hauer, uh, connected <laughs> golf edition smartwatch, which we don't have in the super shop, unfortunately for you, Frank. So I'm, I'm not going to be able to put that under your Christmas list. Um, but, uh, it's it's only twenty five hundred dollars, and uh, um, you know that that might be out of Scott's price point to to uh, buy for you for the Christmas tree as well. You know, if if the ball goes directly into the hole after you you mark it off on distance, I might put the investment in buy Frank one and buy myself one too, Kenny. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no price is too high if it was that no, easy, right? Absolutely so, not. Uh, what we do have in the store that uh, is kind of you know, if if for the golfer who has everything is the uh, SkyGolf SkyTrack launch monitor. So um, if you guys have been out to the Hagen Oaks driving range recently, you know we have kind of the top tracer, which is a launch monitor in every station. This is the ability to actually have it in your own house, in your own man cave. And so uh, for about $2,200, it includes a your own personal launch monitor, a protective case, and a uh, hitting station actually to... Uh, be able to uh, have it right in your own house and get all of that own data and actually have your own mini driving range and launch monitor right in your house. And so uh, we don't sell a lot of them, but we sell one or two a uh, a month. And for those guys that uh, want to have the ultimate practice right in their own uh, garage or, or inside their house. 2200 for and that. Then, and then uh, 40000 to build a new room to put it in, right? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So, Somewhere out there, there's a, uh, a superintendent or a construction guy who's who's uh, thinking that that might be a great package price to, to, for add-ons to homes, right? Tell us about the stocking then, stuffers. Yeah. yeah, stocking stuffers, again, uh, golf balls make a great one. Um, we have uh, over in our golf gift section, we've got, um, you know, golf club cleaners. There's, uh, you know, awesome towels. Um, you know, by nature, golfers love gadgets. And so um, our buyer, TME, goes to several buying shows around the country and, and digs up all kinds of that kind of stuff. We have tables and tables and tables of that type of stuff. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, spikes for your golf shoes and uh, all kinds of fun uh, things that you can tuck in that uh, stocking that are all under 10 bucks. And, of course, you know, equipment and all of that stuff, you know, is always uh, on the table. But uh, for the people that, you know, don't want to make the mistake and buy the wrong thing, uh, you, you, you have gift cards, and that kind of takes all of, the, uh, all of the questioning out of it. 
Yeah, and that works super easy on returns too. So you can have, uh, you know, any purchase that you make, you have up to 30 days after Christmas and we'll make an exchange, no questions asked with or without the receipt. So uh, we make it really easy. So a lot of people love having something to open up underneath the tree, even if they don't think it's exactly what they wanted. And uh, we can come back in and make an easy exchange afterwards. That way, uh, uh, that way you got something uh, big and bold under the tree rather than a card. If we don't like our watches, Scott, we can bring them back. That's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know we have yeah. 30 days just in case. Yep. Yeah, Scott Scott can't. Frank, it's Frank stuck with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, this time of year, uh, the, the super shop is, uh, you know, it's decorated for Christmas and, and uh, full of stuff. And it, it's always fun to kind of uh, look around at all the eye candy. So we, we appreciate your time and um, hope to see you over the holidays. Sounds great. Thanks, you guys. All right. Take care, Kenny. That was Ken Morton Jr. Again, does such a great job. And again, if you haven't had a chance to shop Christmas time at the Hagen Oaks Golf Super Shop, I recommend you going there. It's it's like going to a golf mall, and there's so much other stuff other than just golf. It, it is a great place. It's got to be on your must-shopping list locations. Yeah, you know, it's um, as I've said before, we, we tend to just assume that because we have something in our own neighborhood that it's, you know, it's everywhere. But, um, you know, what they do at Hagen Oaks and, and the Super Shop, it's it's one of a kind in the country. It is. All right. Speaking of one of a kind, Lee Elder certainly was. And uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the great life and the great man Lee Elder was. We're looking forward. Vince Mastrocco is going to join us. Jim Fitzpatrick as the Golf to Go Hour continues right here, Sports 1140 KHTK. This is Sports 1140 KHTK. Golf to Go Hour continues here on Sports 1140 KHTK. You've got uh, Scott Marsh over there. I'm Frank LaRosa, and... Uh, we never seem to have enough time to, to get everything in. But uh, this is a discussion that I've been looking forward to having, uh, Scott. Uh, as, you, as you mentioned, Lee Elder was, uh, was an icon. He was, um, he was a man that uh, was kind of uh, refused uh, admission to the, uh, to the PGA Tour because it was a, it was a whites only at that point. But he was the first, uh, first African-American to play in the Masters Tournament and um, – you know, when you when you when you kind of think about uh, the history of golf, that that's that's remarkable. That um, it, you know, it happened after after Jackie Robinson, and um, and apparently, I, if I remember the story correctly, it was the same year that um, that Hank Aaron hit his seven hundred and oh. you know fifteenth home run, and they got together afterwards and kind of talked about that. How how that appropriate too, and both in the month of April, both in the state of Georgia. Yeah, amazing. With us uh, is uh, Mr. Vince Mastrocco, uh, who uh, who is kind of the godfather of uh, Golf Talk Radio. Uh, he he started that um, here at uh, Sports 1140 uh, so many many years ago, and uh, also is uh, Mr. Jim Fitzpatrick. Uh, Jim is the uh, owner of uh, J. Fitzpatrick Gallery on uh, Douglas in in Granite Bay, and and they both. You know, uh, enjoy the history of the game, and they're they're both you know somewhat historians, and uh, each have had a chance to uh, to interview Lee Elder over the years. Gentlemen, are you with us? Yes, thanks for having me, Vince. I'm here. Absolutely, that's great, um, Vince. You you were able to uh, to interview Lee uh, on, on your radio show a number of years ago. 
What do you remember from that? Well, the, the, I think really the, the main thing that I remember now, of course, back when I started the show, the Gold Rush Classic was being held at Rancho Murrieta before it shifted over to Serrano. And Lee was playing the what was then called the Senior Tour. So we hooked up. I don't remember exactly how we hooked up, but we hooked up for an interview there and got to know each other a little bit. And then, I, of course, I, I you know, interviewed him again uh, years later. And, um, and, and you know, I actually I also remember going to Jim's gallery when he was in town for him to listen to Jim interview him. So really one of the main things that I remember about Lee uh, is that um, where do I start this? When you think of pioneering people, people that pioneer things and pioneering players, of course, uh, you know, you can go to Charlie Sifford and you know, uh, Calvin Pete, those, those players. But um, at times, pioneers are considered to be uh, controversial or maybe a little divisive. That was not Lee Elder. Lee Elder was a unifier. He was gentle, grateful, um, polite. Uh, really, he was to me. He was an ambassador for ethnic inclusion of all races in the sport of golf and in society. In, in a way, and I mean this with the highest compliment, he was Martin Luther King with a golf club. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, and I don't know that people Lee understated that. He underperformed. He, you know, he was just happy to be there. But that's my impression of him. Well, and as Nicholas said, that uh, you know he was a good man and uh, very well respected by so many. And the game of golf lost an icon. Uh, Jim, you you had a chance uh, when when Lee was uh, was here for one of the first tee invitationals to uh, to interview him. What are your memories? Yeah, he was terrific. I mean, he was a real gentleman, and oh, what Vince said is is really the truth. In fact, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be back at Augusta a number of times. And uh, I have friends back there and talking with those guys, they said that when they picked Lee to be the uh, honorary starter a few years back, um, they had him on property before, you know, that. And the media got a hold of him and they ended up under the big oak tree in front of the clubhouse and they were egging him on. They were baiting him. They were really trying to get him to say something negative about, you know, how he was treated and so forth. And he had nothing but wonderful things to say. He said that once he got on the tour, the players were wonderful to him and uh, treated him tremendously. And at Augusta, and, they, and again, they were baiting him, trying to get him to say something about why didn't they have a black member at Augusta and all that. And all he had to, to say was nice things about how he was treated at the Masters. And I think one of their final questions was, what was, what was your greatest memory of playing in that first Masters? And he said, you know, driving down my – driving down – magnolia lane in my own car looking at that clubhouse i'll never forget that for the rest of my life mm. so uh he had absolutely nothing negative to say he said if anything he said the pga tour should have taken this under their wing and helped the black player earlier than they did and that was the only negative thing he had to say was that the pga tour should have done something sooner 
I want to correct the statement I made earlier about uh, the conversation with Hank Aaron. Um, Hank hit his 715th home run, as as um, Scott mentioned, uh, in April, and then 12 days later, Elder won the Monsanto Open. That's what it was. But but oh, um, wow. Elder said that we talked about several things: our sports, our particular sport, and the involvement that we felt we could help each other, we help other young blacks that was coming up behind us. And I certainly hope that the things that I have done have inspired a lot of young black players and they will continue on with it. Well, you know, certainly um, Cameron Champ, I think, would probably have something to say about that. And, and Tiger Woods did as well. And we will get to that in a moment. But um, Vince, you talked about, you know, having um, interviewed him at uh, or had a conversation at, at the golf tournament. But then you kind of kept in touch with him. I mean, you, you, you had him in your Rolodex. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, uh, his his wife Sharon uh, had lived at Rancho Murrieta, and so she'd been a resident there. And so I, I got to know Sharon just a little bit now. And I haven't talked to either of them in in you know uh, more than a dozen years. I've been off the air for for a lifetime now too. So, um, but yeah, I I think all I had was an address. I don't have a current phone number anymore. But uh, and I did a search last night in my old fashioned Rolodex to see if I'd have a number because I would have called Sharon since she has some roots from up here. But um, Lee was just that way. He was warm. Um, I think really one of the best conversations I had with him was we were at the, what year was the open at Torrey Pines when Tiger beat Rocco? Was that 2000, I think? Um, I, I'm, my memory bank is leaving me. It here, was but 2008, anyway. <laughs> I want to say. Um, but Lee and I ended up uh, sitting next to each other on a media bus shuttle to the parking lot. And so we were having a chat then. It was just about Tiger and golf and life and and uh, him doing public appearances. And and really, in some ways, I think I'd like to say I, I, I'm, it's, he did pretty darn good to live as long as he did. He was um, He was diabetic at that point in time and had to watch it. So uh, pretty good. So I, I feel like he was probably uh, not telling me that he was uh, his diabetes was as severe as it was. But we just had one of the most comfortable chats with tape recorders, you know, everything off. And That's on the great. record, is like you just walk away from Lee Elder feeling warm inside, and yet it, you know we all knew of the you know of the struggles that he had to uh, you know undergo. And when he came up, obviously he was self-taught, and uh, he had a unique grip uh, because apparently he was uh, kind of uh, you know troubled by the hook and um he was learning to to play uh, to to play left to right and um so he developed a a double overlap so uh, apparently he took his pinky and overlapped that as well but he uh, he was in 448 tournaments won four times and and then eight times as you mentioned on the uh, senior tour jim talk a little bit about his career well you know I think some of the best things you can say, I, you know, he won uh, the eight events and he won on the, on the regular tour four times, but imagine going head to head in a playoff with Nicholas. And even though Nicholas eventually won, he didn't win till the fifth extra hole. I mean, that's just amazing to go head to head with him and then at, an, at another time, that Monsanto Open, uh, when he did, he won against Peter Oosterhaus, 
and it was with a, a birdie on the fourth extra hole. And then he won another one against Lee Trevino at the Greater Milwaukee Open, and it took eight holes, eight extra holes to beat Lee. I mean, that's pretty amazing, that type of play. Uh, I think he, he gets overlooked as to how good a player he really was. That's some pretty heavy competition for some playoffs, huh? No kidding. <laughs> well, Jim and Frank, Scott, uh, also, I wasn't there a year. Oh, God, I was just looking at it last night. Um, he played on the United Golf Association, which was, you know, akin to baseball's Negro Leagues. It was a, you know, basically a, a, a tour for, uh, you know, for, uh, um, you know, ethnic minorities at the time. And I think one year he won something like 18 times or won 18 <laughs> events in that, which made me think of like comparing that to Byron Nelson's big, big year. So uh, in his younger years, he was really a phenomenal player. You know, yeah, and, and self-taught, like uh, Frank said, amazing. Well, he was self-taught. And of course, in those days, nobody was doing film and video, but he did have uh, kind of another champion in his corner, another black player named Teddy Rhodes. And so Teddy mentored mentored him a little bit. Now, I, I've never been able to define what mentored me. Maybe it was that conduct out, out there on tour while touring or anything like that. But uh, he had a, a little bit of, I don't think it was instruction because he didn't start playing until he was a teenager, actually. So, right. But he and, he and Teddy Rhodes were, were close. The sad part is, you know, every everybody has a story, and he certainly has a remarkable story, and and it it kind of, uh, you know, it kind of got lost in the wind. I mean, th- this is a man that was a, an incredible player on on tour, and uh, you know, and and all of a sudden, you know, he passes away, and and we kind of revisit it. It's it's a shame that it that it doesn't happen earlier. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, he was well, a tremendous player and a great I, gentleman. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and a tremendous human. So, um, really, there's 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 another story that that I want to get in here, or really sort of a news account. And I did talk to him about it way, way back when, um, after he had really, uh, you know, gotten to the tour, and you know, w- was notable uh, when apartheid protests were were happening in America. Gary Player. Uh, you know, I played at a PGA uh, PGA championship with protests going on about South African politics, and said, "I'm just a golfer. What, I, what gives here?" But player <laughs> ended up player and, and and Lee Elder were good friends, and Gary invited him to come to South Africa and play in an event over there, and that was really creating some integration. And when I look back at that, I think, "Oh my gosh, I missed the questions there because." Uh, in interviewing at both of those guys, uh, it would have been something like, how beneficial was that to you? Because I think in some ways it benefited Gary, um, certainly because of, of the, you know, what he was hearing from protesters in America. And I think it also benefited Lee. And again, Lee became this ambassador. You know, so, when you when you talk about benefits, um, I, I want to read this quote from Tiger as he was coming up 18, um, that first Masters that he won. He said, I, I thought about those guys coming up 18. He said, I, I said a little prayer and said, thanks. It wasn't the fir- I wasn't the first. I wasn't the pioneer. I thank them. I think that's why this victory is even more special. Lee, 
because of what he did, I was able to play here. Because of Charlie, I was able to play on the PGA Tour. I lived my dream because of those guys. There you go. That uh, kind of tells the whole story. Yep. Thank you, uh, Vince. Thank you, Jim, for being with us. That uh, wraps up another Golf to Go Hour. Scott, there's never enough time. We need more time. That's the theme <laughs> that we have each and every 